Well, by now, Father Frank is enjoying his time at sea. So now I get to do what I promised. We're going to do a deep dive into the Mass for the next few weeks. But before we deep dive, let's do a high-altitude flyover. The Mass itself is broken down into two major sections. The first part is the Liturgy of the Word. The second part is the Liturgy of the Eucharist. That's all there is to say about the high-altitude look at what we do with the Mass. Did you think it was going to be something more complex? Well, it is, and it will be, when we get into it. So, let's come down to ground level. The very first thing we do that is formally part of the Mass is the sign of the cross. That is not an insignificant action. We are reminding each other that it is under the sign of the cross that our faith is formed. It is a uniquely Catholic and Orthodox action even though the Orthodox do it in a slightly different way than we do. I guess you could say we do it in an unorthodox way. Sorry, bad pun. <laughs> but there are other cultural adaptations. For instance, in the Hispanic communities, there can be a more, much more elaborate way of making the sign of the cross when they pray. Also, if you notice Hispanics at the end of making the sign of the cross will kiss their thumb. But what you may not notice is that they, that they make the sign of the cross with their thumb and forefinger forming a cross. This comes out of a, the tradition of the faith in Spain. This is the story I was told. I may be misinformed, but this is a great story. It seems that when the Muslims invaded Spain in North, from North Africa, they destroyed everything they could find about the Catholic Church. Especially, they refused to allow the cross to be worn by any Christian in a public way. Well, if you put your thumb and your forefinger together, it forms a cross. So, Catholics were never without at least two crosses, one in each hand. They could walk down the street carrying their crosses without anyone being the wiser. Over time, that extended to making the sign of the cross with the cross formed by their, your fingers. And then, by kissing your thumb, you are kissing the cross. This has become the common way for most Hispanics to make the sign of the cross. I think it is a very ingenious way of getting around someone who hates the cross. And because it's a beautiful part of their it has become a beautiful part of their devotion. You can walk down the street carrying crosses in your hands. So, we move on to the second part of what we are doing in the opening of the Mass. I got a question from someone this week about this part of the Mass. This week in one of the Gospels at Mass, Jesus was telling his disciples that they were to say, Peace to this household. If there, and if there was not a peaceful person who lived there, their wish of peace would return to them. The question that was asked was, When people respond in the Mass and with your spirit to the greeting of the priest, are not the people returning that peace? And does that mean that the people at Mass are not a people of peace? Well, I responded back to this person by saying, Have you ever heard the phrase, Same to you and more of it? <laughs> I'm not suggesting we use that line instead of, And with your spirit. But that did not solve the question for the person who wrote this note to me. They asked, but why did Jesus say, if the family is not peaceful, the peace would be returned to you? 
The answer is that God never lets any grace go to waste. In this case, from the gospel, the grace returns to the person who offered it will not be if it will not be accepted. Jesus is telling his apostles that they must always pray for others and offer them peace, because even if the prayer is not accepted by the one being prayed for, they will be blessed by having offered that peace. But what is happening in the Mass with the greeting, May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you, and the response of the people, and with your spirit, is a different kind of greeting. By the way, a bishop has the privilege of saying as his opening greeting for any Mass, Peace be with you. Ordinary priests may use that in other occasions, but not at the start of Mass. <laughs> Whether it is a bishop or a priest giving this opening uh, um, prayer, it is a prayer that is returned by the congregation, but with different words. I think it can be called properly a prayer or a blessing for everyone at Mass. Let's look at the, what the, at the priest's version, because it is the one that is heard more often than a bishop. It is a prayer that calls on the presence of the Trinity immediately after we sign ourselves with that same statement of faith in the cross. So we start the Mass with our own individual blessing of ourselves with the sign of the cross. Immediately there is a blessing that is offered by the priest or bishop, which is then immediately responded to by the congregation with the prayer or blessing of the, for, the, for the presider. I think that is why, with this new Roman Missal that we've been using now for a number of years, the response from you is not, and also with you, but has been changed to, and with your spirit. While I offer you a blessing at the very beginning of Mass with my words, you are also in turn blessing me, or whoever the presider at the Mass is. And you are asking that the spirit of the presider be aligned with the Holy Spirit. Okay? The very next thing we do is to call to mind our own sins. We have blessed ourselves and one another, first with the sign of the cross, then with the formal greeting that I have called a prayer or blessing, then we call to mind our own sins and our need for God's mercies. There are a number of formats that can be used for that, ranging from the confidior, or a kyrie eleison, that's Greek. We usually say it in English, Lord have mercy. So, we use Greek, sometimes Latin, but mainly our own native language throughout the Mass. This is then followed by a prayer of absolution. It is not the same as the absolution given in confession, but it is an absolution that offers us, through the prayer of the presider, a forgiveness of venial sins, so that we are prepared to enter into the mysteries of the Mass. Then, having been forgiven our sins, we give thanks to God with the Gloria through mo throughout most of the year. Seasons like Lent do not include a Gloria, and most weekday Masses do not include a Gloria. But the Gloria is intended to be a moment of worship of God and thanksgiving to God for what he has done in offering us forgiveness. I have asked that our musicians only lead us in singing the Gloria during more important and special occasions. Ordinary time, which is 
what we are in now is ordinary. And I think singing the Gloria at Easter and Christmas and on big feast days makes it more special. Well, I told you we were going to do a deep dive into the parts of the Mass, but I'm already at my time limit, so we'll continue this next week. God bless.